This show is brought to you by Discovery Bank. Discovery Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. T's and C's apply. Welcome to this Discovery Bank Perspectives on Money. Be a part of the Future of Banking podcast. Now, we know all the conversations that we've touched on previously have focused on unpacking the app, understanding the opportunities that are present when you fully understand your financial behavior and how it can change your trajectory for financial success. But there's one particular theme that we often don't focus too much attention on, and that's entrepreneurship and what it means to manage your money as an entrepreneur. Now, we've always heard about the uh, keys to financial discipline, do incorporate separating your personal from your banking income or rather business income. But what are some of the key tips, tools, and of course, skills that entrepreneurs need to have in order to make sure that they are better able and capable to reach full financial success. Well, in studio today to help us unpack this conversation and the many other legs that stem from it, I'm joined in studio by Mr. Gerald Mwandiambira, commonly known to us as Mr. G. Good to touch base with you again. Definitely. Always a pleasure and greetings to all your listeners. I must say I'm quite excited by this conversation because I do know that it is a passion point for someone like yourself as well as the many entrepreneurs that you often interact with. But maybe let's unpack that firstly. Entrepreneurship. Uh, what it is, what it entails, because a lot of us think that it's living the lifestyle, waking up when you please, having flashy gadgets and someone else doing the hard work for you. Well, yes, Gugu, and I think that is um, the... Instagram image of an entrepreneur sitting in a private jet, you know, that's the really taught those who get to the top of the game, the Richard Bransons of the world where they can really show off. But an entrepreneur in essence is someone who has taught themselves how to handle risk, how to deal with loss and potentially how to recover because every entrepreneur will deal with risk in terms of um, potentially losing it all. Um, most entrepreneurs, in fact, the vast majority of entrepreneurs who fail deal with loss. Mm. And the ones who we end up seeing on Instagram are those who are simply best at recovering. But the reason why most people try to be entrepreneurs is to stand out and, and to, to plot their own destiny. Yeah. And that's the truth, right? Everybody wants a sense of freedom, whether it's financially, whether it's your time, whether it's the choices and the options that you actually have available. And I'm glad that you touch on how entrepreneurs do manage to uh, effectively manage risk because that tells us a lot about how one should actually be prepared before going into the world of entrepreneurship full time. So what are the skills that we need to be cognizant of there? Look, um, I think that one's very important. A lot of entrepreneurs are not prepared for Sticking it out, it gets bad. Yeah. And that's the risk element in terms of having the appetite or ability to deal with loss. The vast majority of failed entrepreneurs were never meant to even walk that journey, but because no one warned them about the high likelihood, of A, of failure, and B, what it feels like to fail, mm. um, ever, so very few of them come back. Um, those who recover are the ones you, who you always hear make it, and they always tell you they've done several businesses and opportunities along the way. So, to me, the most important thing I think which um, people should be getting taught is that entrepreneurship, um, you, there's a higher chance of failure than success. Oh, that's not the reality we want to accept, right? <laughs> <laughs> because we want money, Mr. G, right? And that's often the, 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 the theme around entrepreneurship and its promises. Well, you're right, Gugu, but money is always there. So even in a loss, there was a turnover. Even in a loss, um, there was growth somewhere. So... You know, just because an entrepreneur may suffer a personal loss and a business closed down, um, we don't uh, ignore the facts like employment was created, mm. um, wealth was created. So, yes, you may lose your business, but uh, you had a few good years before it failed. So 
that the whole journey of entrepreneurship should not be only on success. It should be on actually going through the journey because the vast majority of entrepreneurs earn the same or less than people who are in full-time employment. You know, I think we all think because you run your own business, you're earning 10 times an employee's salary. But often many entrepreneurs, especially the sole proprietors, are pretty much the same as people who go and work for a salary. But they benefit from the word you mentioned before, um, freedom. And I've got four F's here. Sure. Freedom, finances, family, faith. That's what entrepreneur gives you. It gives you freedom in your finances, gives you freedom in your family life, and it gives you freedom to pursue faith. And, you know, a lot of people who might not be believers end up in spaces where they're doing good. Mm -hmm. But it's that spiritual journey which is unlocked through entrepreneurship because suddenly you, you learn to appreciate that others have less than others. True. And, and I think, you know, this freedom is the, is what we all yearn for, you know, is, and before it comes though, there's a lot of sacrifice, um, which is needed and even more discipline to, to stay on the road. Yeah. Four Fs. Freedom, faith, finances, and, and family. family. Very important themes there because a lot of entrepreneurs would actually say that aside from the finances, aside from the freedom, family is important and there's many other aspects to it too. I do want us to zone into the one particular F being finances. And I know in your capacity as a certified financial planner, this is where you essentially help people with their money, uh, putting it in the right places, making sure that you've covered any necessary risk. And of course, exposing yourself to some kind of um, investment or saving opportunities that exist. If there were particular skills for an entrepreneur to have to manage their finances effectively and manage their money, what would that be? The best skill, I'd say, be able to delegate. Learn to relax when other people are doing it for you. But I'm the big boss, though. No. I want to take charge. I, I want to be involved. If there's one skill that a, a really successful entrepreneur will tell you is that they rely on good counsel. Mm. Um, because you came up with a brilliant idea or a concept which has um, grown into an empire doesn't mean that you know everything. Um, and the best and top entrepreneurs really pretty much relax and entrust their finances to an expert, which is why they're certified financial planners and a lot of people who are willing to give you advice, um, either for, for fee or sometimes, you know, to earn a commission. But essentially, I think, you know, entrepreneurs are people who need to be able to, to listen mm-hmm. and, and when it comes to money, listen to advice around you. And also when it comes to money, go with your gut feel. Um, when you're an entrepreneur, you, you get opportunities where you have to make a decision on the spot. Yep. And you need to start trusting yourself and believing in yourself so that at least um, you, you make you get those decisions right. Yeah. I think that's such an important part that you mentioned, the, the trust and, of course, seeking advice. Because as you rightly put it, a lot of CFPs and professionals in your capacity spend years studying, writing exams, following up on the legalities uh, and really specializing in the field. And I guess, as you've often said in the past, you wouldn't go to an optometrist if you have a toothache. So why ask your friends at a bry about financial mm. advice when you could speak to a CFP? Well, definitely. A business is a complex it's a complex entity. It's a juristic personality. So mm-hmm. it means it's a person. So in itself, it needs its own financial planning strategy, its own goals. And essentially, you know, if you start understanding that, 
you can actually entrust these to someone else. You, you'll be fine because even us professional financial planners, we've got lawyers we consult, accountants to consult. True. Um, everybody has their own speciality. We are experts at looking at the whole broader picture. So a financial planning professional can give you a bit of legal advice, can give you um, financial calculation advice, um, can give you you know a, um, assistance in terms of the goal setting and mentorship. So the nice beauty, the beauty about our career is simply that we we look at all facets of money and creating wealth. Yeah. If you've just joined our conversation, we are speaking to Gerald Mwandiambira. He is a certified financial planner and joining us as our guest this evening as a business coach and of course uh, acting CEO and chief strategist for the South African Savings Institute, really unpacking some of the financial lessons and disciplines that entrepreneurs need to be cognizant of when it comes to managing their money. Something important that you highlighted earlier, Mr. G, was definitely the four F's, family, faith, finance and... Freedom, having the freedom. freedom. There we go. Uh, And one thing we're always well aware of that when we plan for our lives in future, retirement is often regarded as a time of our lives where we'll have freedom of time, resources, space, and hopefully enough money. And for a lot of entrepreneurs, um, there's this perception perhaps that they don't adequately save for their retirement or long-term goals. Is that the reality and how can we make sure that we are not affected by this? I think in our human nature, we avoid, you know, things which um, we're scared of and what... You know, most people have an innate fear of just growing old mm. and others fear dying. So those two problems, people are start, almost guaranteed. Uh, they're guaranteed. <laughs> and the thing about it, most people address those last mm. in their financial planning. You know, when you're in your 30s and 40s, okay, now what's going, what am I going to do about retirement? Or what if I die? Right. When actually these are problems which should be addressed from the outset for entrepreneurs, especially, um, because, you know, often there are many people depending on yourself. So if the CEO of a small company goes, Mm. we need to have a key person insurance, for example, to to bring in an equally talented person to keep the business going. Because there's 20 or 30 employees who depend on your life. So if you have partners, it also comes into play. You need to understand how how is it going to work. Because if a partner is married in community of property and passes on, the business goes now to the wife and to the estate, and it's a mess. And often, sometimes... They want cash and they liquidate the whole business. So you need those buy and sell policies where you take policies on each other as partners. And, and I think, you know, even incentives, um, you know, the things like employee benefits, they're yes. becoming more and more reason for people to stay in the job yep. for the simple reason of wanting medical aid or um, retirement planning where we started in terms of saying, you know, at least if I don't do it for myself, someone is helping me do it for me. Yeah. Very important that you mention that. And these are concepts that uh, really speak to the reality of life, especially given the times that we're in. But Mr. G, something you've also done uh, um, is having authored a, a number of books um, where you primarily focus on uh, the disciplines mm. that individuals mm. need to have, money lessons for children as well, for various family members and the responsibilities we take on. You even go into topics that some of us never even imagine, like having a loved one in prison <laughs> and mm. understanding mm. the financial mm. implications of that. Mm. But help us understand one of the key principles that you share in your book, uh, be either being a money slave or a money master. Yes, I think most people need to see money as a tool. It's it's simply a way of exchange. So money is not anything but a measure of the real thing which is important, which is time. Yeah. Wealth is measured in time. So when we talk freedom, we're talking Time. Mm. So it's important to realize when you're talking family, you're talking time. So the currency which life really lives with is is time. So when it comes to money, it's the product of you selling your time. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So you sell your time to an employer and then they give you in return a piece of paper to say this is how much your time was worth. Okay. So it's important that, you know, many people um, realize because money is controlled by you, you can choose to work or not. You should also be able to tell it where to go. Mm-hmm. And that's really the budgeting. You know, most people know how to earn it and receive it, but very few people know how to spend it. True. Many people are using their money. They are not spending it. Using it on shoes? Yes. On using cars? it on food. <laughs> spending is the discipline of directing it. So if it's going on food, but it was told to buy 2000 that's mm. spending. Otherwise, a lot of people are just consuming their salaries every month. So they think, oh, I'm okay with money because I, I don't overspend. No, spending is a conscious decision mm. where you know I've got a surplus or a deficit or you're telling your money go um, deal with family matters or money. No, we're not doing that this month. So once you start controlling your money, you master it. Yep. You're the master. So you, you are telling it, um, today we're not, we're not eating. Tomorrow we're buying groceries. Whereas a money slave is someone who has never really gotten around to understanding the fact that it's, they're earning the money. It's them who are earning it. Mm. Most people live their lives around the money which comes on payday. So True. the money which is in the salary will tell them how they're going to live, if it's finished. They don't even think about where they're going to go. They're almost wandering from side to side, um, driven by this uh, invisible money wind. Yeah. And these are the money slaves because at the end of the day, um, they will always do what money requires them to do. So be a money master. And once you know how to master it, you realize that you're mastering a stream. Yes. So... When you've understood the first concept, oh, it's, I'm, I'm mastering a stream. I can actually find other income exactly. streams. So it's important, you know, if you don't actually graduate to even being a money master, money master level one, you don't even know you control a stream of mm. money. But, um, you know, when you now understand that many people then have multiple income streams and they, that's when they really enter that space where you go into passive income, which is like taking all your streams into one big dam and your money starts accumulating in yes. that dam. And then once the money is in that dam, it doesn't need to be watched as much. You can start enjoying yourself. So, so, you know, that's an analogy of just starting to understand how income streams work. If you have one income stream your entire life, there'll never be a dam. Um, when the sun shines too too much, you're yeah, dry. Exactly. <laughs> you know, when, when there's a flood, you are taken on. You know, so, so it's important that we realize rule number one, money flows in streams. Understand how to manage these streams and managing the stream is setting its course, setting its direction. Yeah, setting its direction. I think you've said it so powerfully uh, that uh, spending is not just, uh, you know, frivolous uh, uh, costs and usage of money, but it's actually directing it on a specific purpose, knowing how much uh, you're directing to various spaces. Thank you so much for your time today. And I'm looking forward to, I guess, more entrepreneurs reaching out to uh, solicit some feedback and, of course, fully understand how best they can also gain uh, a greater sense mm. of managing these streams. Then. I think it's important. Important, very important, especially for entrepreneurs to find mentorship from people who have also walked the money journey. It's not yeah. always enough to get mentorship in terms of philosophy. You need someone who can actually yeah. tell you, this is what an accountant does. This is how a bank account works. Exactly. That's the reason why we're having these conversations to add a more perspective uh, here on Perspectives on Money brought to you by Discovery Bank, where we are adding and have, of course, uh, shared some information for you as entrepreneurs to consider as to how best to manage your money. A very big thank you to my guest who's joined us for this particular episode. Thank you so much, Mr. G. Looking forward to hearing more from you. 
you Always on the a socials. Pleasure. That's uh, Gerald Mondiambira, Certified Financial Planner, Business Coach, Acting CEO and Chief Strategist for the South African Savings Institute, known as SASI. This show was brought to you by Discovery Bank. Discovery Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. T's and C's apply.